And welcome back. We will be discussing today the week three recap for college football and our thoughts on just the games that happened and then the the most recent AP Top 25 poll. So let's get it started. Yeah, I mean, we can start off with one of the most shocking games, uh, which would be just about any of the games that happened. Not really. I'd say we start off with our Colorado-Colorado State double overtime game. 45-35, all because of an inter- interception in the end zone to end the game by Trevor Woods. Yeah. I, I mean, well, when it comes to this game, it's just the fact that there was a multiple touchdown spread and everything, it's still I still had a feeling that it was gonna be a close game. Just because of the the build up all week with the Colorado State coach and players just having as much backup talk as they did and just trash talk and everything. And then that whole cool build up with, with Dion getting that deal with the sunglass brand and that becoming a whole blender or whatever. How much did they make? It was like multi-million they made dollar deal or whatever. Deion Sanders made $1.2 million in one day. In one day. In one day <laughs> from that sunglasses. You had that whole buildup with college game day and stuff, but yeah, I mean. I may or may not have been a part of that $1.2 <laughs> No, but it was just the fact that that kind of buildup. I'm not saying it's scripted like the NFL, of course, but um, it – it just had that kind of tone to where it was about to be a close game. Like, it was about to be a gritty game, even though Colorado seems like they have all the momentum in the world right now. No, I absolutely agree. Like, I, I was thinking the exact same thing about the scripted part. Like, college football is too good to be scripted, for yeah. sure. NFL, that's another story. Yeah. Um, But I think that just that was – there was too much around it. That like, it, how could it not be a good game? And we should have seen that coming, you know? Yeah. Because Colorado State really did pull through, and Colorado really <laughs> fell apart. Colorado State had 500 yards on them. That was easily Colorado's worst performance of the year. Yeah, I mean, for being three games in, I mean that's that's it doesn't easy. say a lot, but uh, also I mean, it's like straightforward to say for sure. It it might be their worst performance for the rest of the year, but also uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If they're falling apart week three to Colorado State, does that mean that in week 10 they're going to be stronger? Or does that mean in week 10 they're just going to be falling apart Where I guarantee after this game had happened, it went from, oh, Colorado's already going to be up there competing with the top Pac-12 teams that are dominating so far this year to, you know what, they might get a couple losses, but it's going to be a higher than or a better than expected season for them for sure than what a lot of people you know I think they were going to come in with regardless of the fact of how much swag and confidence this team puts out like on social media the pressure does get to these people you got to remember these guys are our age and they're going out here I would like you said with the talk that was being talked they handled they won the game that's what you had to do they didn't cover the spread but they won they did what they were supposed to and i can see how pressure would have made them perform worse um i think it'll be interesting these next 3 weeks to see how they perform without Travis Hunter i think that will be a huge hit on the defensive end 
I think the offensive end, they've got some other great receivers that they can work with, and they can still have a good offense. However, I think they are really going to have to have other guys step up on the defensive end if they want to still be considered a, at minimum, top 25 team over the course of these next three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Just because of the fact that they went from having that first game against a TCU team that's still trying to figure out where they stand after last season and then getting that easy win over Nebraska and then this game. It's like going from those where you're kind of still figuring out everything as a team to all of a sudden you're going straight into next week or this upcoming week against Oregon and the next week against USC. Like two top 15 teams. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see where, where they are in the landscape of things after, after these next two weeks. Absolutely. Are you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. Our next game we're talking about Boston college FSU, a game of incredible mistakes on Boston college's part. This is what, so I have a question. I just have, and no one has to answer. It can be more of a rhetorical question. But FSU pulls out a two-point win against Boston College compared to, you know, Colorado's also, you know, one touchdown win. Why is the reaction to Colorado so much worse than the reaction to Florida State? Is it, though? Oh, yeah. 100%. People are freaking out that Colorado's falling apart. People, you know, aren't saying. I kind of feel the opposite way, like – we kind of, like I was saying, we kind of expected the Colorado game to be kind of just interesting. But the FSU game, I mean, the two-point win kind of throws things off a little bit. I'm not saying it isn't bad, but, I mean, they, in that second half, they kind of got out, and they were they were in control of the game for the most part. But Boston College was, like, one mistake away from, from actually having a chance from, to win the game. From ending Florida State's yeah. season. But that's um, – I'm confused out of my mind now after this game because I I have no idea who the most clear-cut number one team is right now after this because FSU was my number one team after the past couple weeks. It, Just oh. after their sample sample size of the games that they played and everything and how dominant they've looked. And well, now they've had a game like this where it's a scare and everything. So I'm going to shoot myself in the head for saying this, but it has to be Michigan. I mean, I'm not going to be the one to say that, but that's because I mean, up. you've seen how they've Michigan. Also, I will say they this, haven't been. Michigan has not played. Yeah, anyone. they haven't had any. They haven't played anyone, and they also haven't been having giant blowouts, which is concerning to me, just because they also haven't had their head coach, which is also true. So, who knows what will really happen? And that's why this first like five or six weeks, even. It's just kind of chaos because then once you get to the all the conference games, all stuff like that, then it gets, then it gets a lot better. It gets, it's when you can finally see the clear picture of who, who's going to be better and stuff. Um. Yeah. So I mean, Jordan Travis has still looked good. I'll say that for one thing, and that might have been another part of it because I watched. I watched a good majority of the game, and he, he was injured right before the end of the first half. And 
I was concerned that he, like, at first it had looked like a terrible injury. Like, he was going to be at least out for the remainder of the game and then maybe a couple weeks, but then he was right back in. And, I mean, the offense kind of, they did their job, but at the same time the the defense almost blew it up for them. So, I mean, they have have the test against Clemson this upcoming week, and we'll see where they really stand. That'll be an exciting game. But I think that this Boston College game, what was absolutely wild to me was which part of the game do you look at to see the number one FSU team? If if you want FSU to be the number one team, you can look at their they went ten and Boston College was up ten and three in the first quarter. FSU scored twenty eight unanswered points up to the fourth quarter. Between the end of the third and the end of the fourth quarter, Boston College came back nineteen points, making it a two point game. Like that's what's wild to me is that they had, they were losing, they got themselves together, they dominated the middle of the game, and they blew up again in the fourth quarter. So you can't. This is why I don't think they could be a number one team, just because they did that. If they had, if that first, even if you take like the first half where they dominated some and they were losing some, and repeated that, then I would be like, okay, sure, they can be a number one team. But the fact that in the fourth quarter they gave up 19 points, if you, even if they did rely on their uh, backups, which they didn't, he, uh, what's the quarterback, Travis, he played the entire game. So like if you're not scoring in the fourth quarter because you've got your, your backups in or whatever, that's okay. But they didn't do that. And so that's, that's what's concerning to me, and that's why I don't like that they only dropped to number four in the rankings. Yeah. And, I mean, that's – do we have anything else to say about this game? Because that kind of goes into my point about the next game that we were going to be discussing. I I just, you know, quick little, how do you guys feel about this Clemson-FSU game next week? Like, just quick little thoughts. I don't know. We don't it, have to get just, deep into it. it. It's kind of like a, a prove-it game for both teams. Even though you got Clemson, who's out of the top 25 right now, and which is what they're not used to. They're not in the top 25. Well, I saw, I heard this on the radio this morning. This is Clemson's uh, first time being, hang on, let me look up the official stat. But it's their first time being the underdog at home in a very long time. So let me find that that's official a, that's stat. That's an interesting stat. Yeah, that would definitely make sense. I feel, I personally would love a a Florida State blowout. And meaning that, like, I hope Florida State just rocks this Clemson team to their core. That's the thing. I mean, I think it could get to that, possibly. That would make I just I, I haven't been able to, to pay attention to Clemson as much the past couple of weeks since the Duke game. To well, I'll tell you what they've done since point. the Duke game. They let Charleston Southern put up the most points ever in program history. Then they scored like sixty something though. They scored. They scored. The final score was sixty six uh, to seventeen. I'm not, concern, I'm not concerned with that. That whatsoever. that was not the point. Isn't they didn't even cover the spread. The spread was fifty and a half, and they only won by forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even cover the spread. Yeah. No, Charleston Southern has never put up. 14 points on an FBS team, and they put up 17 at Clemson. 
mean, that's wild. That's at Clemson too, because Clemson. Yeah. yeah. So their the last time that Clemson was the underdog at home was when they faced Lamar Jackson and Louisville back in 2016. In seven years. And they won 42-36. And that was that was when they had Deshaun. Yeah, that's the difference. But yeah, but they just don't look. I like have that to say, Cade right Klubnik has not looked like the quarterback I thought he would. Yeah. Either way, I mean, we can. I, I'm. I would assume that would be a pickup or a pickem. It's game, a pickem right? game. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about this more when E yeah. gets back. But I mean, either way, staying on the note of like teams kind of going back and forth and and showing. Um, how should I put it? Just. Um. I don't know the word for it. Like in inconsistency. Game, yeah, inconsistency. Kind of just like a pocket of like vulnerability on their team or whatever. To where Georgia was down fourteen to three in the first half. I was. Home. I've never been and happier. It, and it was looking like South Carolina was on their way to to blowing them out, and Georgia just not looking like the team that they've been the past couple of years. But then next thing you know, guess what? Georgia comes out the gates in the second half and they dominate. Absolutely ruined my night. Outscored them twenty-one to nothing in the second half and kind of looked like the the possibility of being the number one team and showing why why they are still the number one team as of right now. Still didn't cover the spread. Hey, I mean that's the thing though. That's what I'm saying. Like both this game and the FSU game, they're they're kind of connected in a way just because of the fact that it was. It was kind of the same way. I mean, there was points where the the team that was expected to dominate dominated, and then there was points when they did not, and it was the exact opposite thing. Like, they were getting blown out on both sides of the ball and stuff. So, I mean, it's kind of the same way for this game. But I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a little bit more confident in how Georgia performed in that second half than how FSU did in their game. So now... That kind of makes me feel like I should flip it back again to where Georgia is sitting at number one, like in my personal rankings, and FSU is, I don't know. It's just going to be interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, we'll get into more of the rankings later just because there's lots to talk about there. But our next game, I mean, we did talk about South Carolina and Georgia. Any other comments on that one? Just just beyond the fact that, I mean, Georgia looks like they were struggling and it wasn't even that South Carolina was dominating. I mean, they were up 14-3, but it was two very sparse touchdowns that they had. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, that's if I'll add one thing, it's going to be South Carolina is still – I'd say they're still sitting pretty, like, with where they're at. Like, I think they're – I think they'll be a good team still throughout the remainder of the season. With Spencer Rattler, he's – like, especially after that first half and then realizing the fact that he's been throwing – I think his completion percentage was above 80% coming into this game. And then he was like, what, 13 for 15 in the first half or something? He was looking dominant. Like, when that offense is He was looking like that number one overall recruit that he was. When that offense is rolling, I... Our biggest issue isn't even our offense rolling. Our biggest issue is the fact that South Carolina has no offensive line whatsoever. And for 30 minutes on Saturday, our offensive line showed competency. Yeah. That is it, all it was. Yeah. That was the problem. The the Georgia defense finally showed up at the same time as the offense and they just dominated on both sides of the ball in the second half. And Rattler could not do anything about it. So I mean, I think he'll continue to have a good season. 
and I think South Carolina will be okay. Yeah, I definitely agree that the uh, South Carolina is still going to be a good team. And that's one thing that we got to not ignore when we're talking about who's the best is the fact that all of these teams are good and they're competitive with each other, which is so much better of college football. Yeah. The fact that if we can't decide just a random, yeah, they're the best team, that's what makes it so good right now is the fact that we can't decide that, and that's because everyone is so competitive right now. Yeah. But moving on to another competitive game, Alabama-USF. Competitive in the worst way possible. No, in the best way possible. I would have done. Let me tell you, there is not much I would not have done to have seen USF pull that game out. Because, okay, I don't care that the final score was 17-3. Alabama scored that last touchdown with less than a minute in the game. That The final score was 10-3. That garbage time touchdown for Alabama on USF does not count. It shouldn't. Like, Bro. that's just... That is Nick Saban trying to make it look better. The thing is, it could have been even, like... 28 to 3 and I still would have been like somewhat concerned because this USF football team has been one of the worst worst programs in in D1 football the past couple years correct me if I'm wrong but I believe a 1 in 23 in the past two seasons yeah and it's it's just like we've already been talking the past couple weeks about how this does not seem like the Alabama that we've been used to for 15 years now and it's just, I I don't even know what to say about them. It's the fact that they, it's used, just shocking. they used all three QBs at, at some point in time. And they used two of them and showcased them during this game, and neither one of them did anything. <laughs> so, I mean, their their defense seems all right, but guess what? They went up against USF. I would expect you to only be giving up three points to USF. Honestly, because I mean, we already three saw points that. to USF. That's almost a bad defense. We already saw that they gave up thirty-four to Texas. So we know your defense against the higher-up programs is not good. So I mean, Alabama is just going to be middle of the pack this year. I guess it's completely shocking. But at the same time, I mean, we'll we'll get an even better gauge when they play Ole Miss this upcoming week. And but I think. Oh, never mind. That's also a pick'em game, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say something, but I'm not. I'm not going into that just yet. Alab- the highest one of, okay, not one, but what could have been the highest scoring uh, person in this game? Will Richard, the kicker for Alabama. He wasn't because he had five points, and then the touchdowns were all six. Which, wow! Thank yeah, yeah. thank you for that math. Yeah, just just in case you guys weren't curious, but the fact that. He did more for the team than their quarterbacks did because both their touchdowns were off one-yard runs. I, I just can't believe it still. That's, I'm speechless with how terrible Alabama looks so far. I'm it's, praying on their downfall. I don't care. It is they, absolutely they not, hilarious to me. They should not be sitting at number 13 or whatever right now. It's shooking. Shooking? <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, oh, okay. Shooking. Let's get another Ian here. Talk another shooking Bam, game. Bama to bot. How does he say it? <laughs> Abadayo. Abadayo. Obadiah. Okay, no, but uh, speaking of two teams in the SEC that look a little bit better than Bama. Anyone else in the entire FBS? I want Carolina. I, Carolina wants Bama for real. 
Give us that little ego boost. <laughs> okay, but actually, Florida, Tennessee, in the swamp, which I will say, I will admit, Z and I both did not believe in the Florida Gators. I will say he made us both skeptical when he pulled out that little stat that they hadn't won in the swamp since, like, the 90s. Hey, what did I tell you guys? <laughs> I, you, know I was compar- you know in comparison with E that – I'm actually realistic when it comes to my teams and stuff like that. I can admit when we suck. But at the same time, I know I know three things for certain. Death, taxes, taxes and the and, swamp. And Florida beating Tennessee in the swamp. They are it it's almost guaranteed every single time. That is crazy. But yeah, I mean, it it wasn't just the fact that they won. It looked like Florida dominated the entire game for the most part. Like, especially on the defensive end, what did I tell you? Statistically, even though they hadn't played, like, the best teams up to this point, I mean, one of them was Utah, but they had a backup QB and everything. But still, top 10 defense, and guess what? They're still they're still sitting top 10 statistically right now. So, I mean, I don't know how the rest of the season is going to look and shape up, but, I mean, F- Florida's surprising everybody, I, I would think. No, absolutely, with... 20 points in one quarter. I mean, that... In seven minutes, really. Yeah. That... When when a team does that, doesn't matter what game, who they're against, immediately asserts their dominance. When I tell you I was sitting there at David Buster's looking at that giant screen, just... I could not say anything. I'm like, oh my goodness. Tell them how you were watching the game, Josh. At David Buster's. No. I don't I, think you understand. He wouldn't, they turned off the game, and he wouldn't talk to the waiter about turning it back on, so I had to go. I was like, will you guys turn the game back on? Because it was almost halftime, but that, hey, that's irrelevant. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. But either way, I mean. <laughs> Scared to talk to the waiter. Even, say we didn't do this the rest of the season. I'm okay with that. It, that was a good game to watch, to be honest. That first half, I'm content the rest of the year. I don't have to see anything else. If we beat FSU, I'd be okay with that, but. That's all I'm gonna say. I think that you guys should have taken down your own goalposts at this game. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just waiting for the mustard to start getting thrown. <laughs> no, but um, one last thing is Graham Mertz. Like I was saying last week, he he showed up as well. Like he he proved to everybody that he's not the quarterback he was at Wisconsin. Not even near it. He's been. He's been efficient, and, I mean, he's just doing what's asked of him as a QB, and I think Florida will be better off for it. I think we see another 6-6 six and six season incoming this year. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence that. just dropping. Yeah, Florida, we, we just whooped up on Tennessee. We might be able to go 6-6. Six and six. Hey, we just have to see. Yo, the sound difference when that AC cuts off is wild. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll, re- we'll see the real test for the South Carolina in, what's it, four weeks from now? Bryce Williams Stadium, baby. Josh, pray for a hurricane. We are going to that game. I can get us, free, I can get us tickets in there. Don't even worry about that. We got we to gotta get that hurricane Get us get us out of school. So is there anything else we want to say on that game? Go Gamecocks. All right. That was not, not, not that one. <laughs> <laughs>
But, so uh, he's behind. We'll move on to the uh, last game that we're going to talk about here. Kansas State, Missouri. Oh, my goodness. Who was the other one that chose Missouri with me? Was it Waddles? Yeah. Was it me and Waddles? Yeah. yeah. Look at us go. I was I was confident in Kansas State winning, too. So, But it was it was a good game to watch, though. It was kind of back and forth the entire time. Just, I mean, Josh, that was your one incorrect pick all last week. Dang it, man. He I, went 9-1? I, I thought He so. went 9-1. And, and the thing was that that was his nine-point game. So even though I went 7-3, and three, I still scored only one point less than him. That is crazy. Did I, did I score the most, though? Yeah. Hey. Did you? Yeah, he still scored. It was like 46, I had 45 hey, or something man. like that. But yeah, I, I had 43, I think. <laughs> or 45. How many did I have? I'm checking right now. I mean, considering how shaky the SEC has looked in comparison to the past couple of years, I mean, teams like Missouri, it's just like kind of caught me off guard. They didn't look too bad. I mean, Kansas State it, is still a good football team in my opinion, but we- I, think, I think at the same time Missouri should be, should be ranked just like how Florida was. We do have to talk about the fact that they did win off an SEC record field goal. <laughs> that was a oh, 61 yards. Of course, that was insane. That was a massively impressive the, field goal. The the pick I'm bias in me when I was watching that live, I'm like, he's not going to make it. No way on earth. 61 yards? Are you kidding me? Like, I don't care if you can... You can hit 70 in practice or whatever. It's not the same in a game, of course, or else you'd be seeing kickers do that all the time. And like I'm sitting he, watching the game, and I'm like, it. I'm like, come on, make me white, make me right. <laughs> no, I was thinking that. I was like, I want him to miss, but also, like, it's just impressive. When, when they're going for anything beyond, I'd say, the 45 for a game-winning field goal, I'm like, this is, this is intense, you know? Yeah. But that... That brings me to a question not quite related, but what do you think your, I mean, obviously I don't think any of us have kicked a field goal in full pads ever, if not in a very while. What do you think your range is? Easy 100 yarder. Easy. So you're saying. We're we're counting football yards, not like. You're saying. Inches. You're saying in pads though? In full pads. In full. Okay. I have no idea. 100% real talk in full pads. I'm probably not even getting 20 yards. I cannot I cannot kick a ball to save my life. Yeah, I don't know if I'm actually going to make contact with the ball. I'm, I'm going to trip and fall falling forward. It, it depends on form and Like, stuff. if my soccer skills are any indication whatsoever, that ball is <laughs> not going far. Yeah, it's going up, but it's not going... Actually, no, I take that back. I might be able to get it far and high, but not accurate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to go way left so or way right. It's got to be right up close. My thinking is, okay, so I can kick with both my left or right. However, if I kick with my left foot, it's going farther. If I kick with my left or with my right foot, it's going to go high enough to go in the field goal. So what if you so, just use both of your feet? So I just run up like a, I don't know, like a veggie, VeggieTales characters, or a, a me. I was ready for, him to, ready for him to say a vegetable. <laughs> Hop up and then just kick with both feet. There we go. That, that's how I'm kicking in. Going for I mean, it'd have to be, like, within the 10-yard line. Hey, have fun I'd have that. to ha- set the ball up within the 10-yard line. Yeah. But, yeah, I have no idea. 20, that was such a 20, random question. 20 max. It, it, that's interesting, though. But, yeah, 20 max. All right, so let's move on to Real our... Real talk, Connor could probably get, like, a 45-er. Yeah, maybe. Oh, for sure he could. Just because... He's just good at random crap like that. Like, that, that would just be some random... 
crap that he could just send. Yeah. Next time the Patriots come and set up their stuff in our at our track, we're gonna go ahead and have Connor try and kick a forty five yard field goal. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you guys know how it goes. But now we're gonna go to the AP poll rankings. I mean, when it comes to this, starting with the the top ten, I mean, it's kind of what you would expect. I think after that FSU game, I I think it's warranted that they got passed by Texas and everything. But I mean, other than that, it's basically the same, is it not? Yeah, the only other change in the top right, well, ten was Oregon moving up. Yeah, because of Bama moving back and stuff. So, I mean, but if, I mean, if anything, FSU could have moved back one more spot, in I, my opinion. I'd say so, but really the main thing is that, like, it was just so inconclusive this week was. Like, as we've been saying, like, everything big, like, so much just happened, but now what do we do with that information? Yeah. And really... I mean, there's not much change that we can made, and that's why I think the AP AP rankings is kind of hilarious to me, just because, I mean, they don't matter until it comes to the actual college football playoff, which is even the AP poll rankings. Yeah. So I think until something, once we get into past like week six, that's when it's really, it really matters who's making those moves. Yeah, but I mean, if we can mention right now, we have. Ohio State, Notre Dame, two top ten teams uh, right now that are facing top each ten other this week. Yeah, th- that top ten game is going to be. So that's going to sh- start shaking up stuff already. And we and did. Then, that's game day this week, right? Yes. Yeah. I'd imagine so. But other than that, yeah, it's. I mean, there's not too much to comment on. I think it's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. But then we get, we get to this eleven through twenty part, and I'm feeling a different way for sure. Because Bama should not be sitting at thirteen right now. They have, they have not proved like proven anything well. It's the name, man. It is the name. It it's got to be because they should not be top fifteen, at least. Yeah, Bama's been just dropping down lower and lower each week, so that's kind of why I'm okay with them being at thirteen, just because we know that they're just gonna keep dropping back, and then if they don't. I mean, if they pull off the win uh, this week against Ole Miss, then they can keep their position. But if not, then they're just going to drop back. So it's – Yeah. Although they get that 13 put or X them right now, I think it's just going to keep going down. And they can always prove themselves and keep it where they are. So Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the thing I'm liking about this week. How we, we were just talking about the fact that we got Notre Dame, Ohio State in the top ten. So that will start moving stuff around. And then we got – we got Bama, Ole Miss, who are right next to each other, and so that's going to start flipping some stuff. And then Oregon State, Washington State, another top twenty-five matchup. Yeah. So just things like that are going to get things moving. It's going to shape up a lot more after this upcoming week. Yeah, the AP poll starts pulling around. Yeah, I mean, other than that, for for that section of it, I'm, I'd say that's pretty okay considering where the teams are at. And then I will say just a quick add that I do like that Duke's up there because they're not they're not the football school you think of. Riley Leonard has has that dog in him for real. He's yeah, he's good. He's proven himself over the past two seasons. I will be honest, when I saw Duke up there on one of the rankings, I genuinely thought that I was just looking at a 
basketball poll. Yeah. I was like, oh, they came out with yeah, the preseason North, basketball poll. North Carolina and Duke. Yeah, North Carolina and Duke. I was like, oh, that's yeah. fun. Turns out it wasn't that. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing that's that I've kind of hated for myself is just the fact that after that Duke-Clemson game, it's like Duke is one of those teams. Like, there's throughout that 10 to 20 range, there's multiple teams that I haven't got, like, a good look at to see how how good of their or how good of a team they all are and everything. So I mean from what I know and from what I've seen, I mean Duke seems like a solid team and so does the rest of them. And I mean Colorado's sitting at nineteen. We're gonna get a gauge for oh, that's a that's another one. I mean you got Colorado, Oregon. That's a top yeah. twenty matchup and so just everything's gonna be thrown around after this after this week. Yeah, I am excited to see that one. I will say another kudos to Miami, who came out of pretty much nowhere the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you guys went to a Miami game last year and watched them lose. Who was that for? That was me and Sam. Oh, that was you. We watched UNC beat them in overtime. Yeah. That was so great. I loved it. And now both of those teams are top 25. Who would have known? Yeah, it's surprising to me, honestly. Now, the biggest change, which brings joy to my heart just to see a, a drop that big Tennessee dropping 12 positions like I don't even care who it is just the fact that a team dropped 12 positions makes me laugh even though this is this is the very last portion of the top 25 this is probably the thing I, I want to talk about the most because you have I well mean, of course it is I mean Washington State UCLA that's fine I mean they're they're both two proven teams so far the, the first couple of weeks why on earth? For one thing, I mean, Iowa's just been sitting in the same exact spot ever since the start of the season, it seems like. But They're just showing their 24 Why 25. on earth would you put Tennessee all the way back there and put Florida in the top 25 to not flip them? Why would you have them that close just to not flip them after Florida beat I, them by 13? I was noticing that. I was gonna. I was wondering if you're gonna say something or if Z was gonna say something. But yeah, like no. I'm not. I'm not trying to be biased or anything. But that just doesn't make sense when you have a literal game that had just happened, and then you have the two teams that that face each other after it was a dominating win for Florida just to have them not above Tennessee. Yeah, they basically said congratulations, Florida, on your win. Here's the rankings, but also. We still don't think you're better than them, even I mean, though. Like I'm not even saying Florida should be like 23 or something. I'm saying that they should just be above Tennessee from, like, from what we had just seen. And so, I mean, from that range, I would probably have like Iowa 23. And then another thing is the fact that Missouri wasn't ranked, because I mean they're three and zero. They're not even two and one like Florida is, and they have a win over a top 15 team. So I think it should have been, for 23 through 25, it should have been Iowa and Florida and Missouri and Tennessee out of the top 25. Yeah, because you're looking at Florida's one loss is to Utah, who was ranked 14 at the time. Yeah. Tennessee's one loss was to Florida, who was unranked at the time. Yeah. And they're still putting Florida ahead. Which is just interesting and just goes to show that much more of why it doesn't matter. And honestly, it really doesn't matter other than the top six at the end of the season. It's the yeah. only time that the rankings really matter. Yeah. Until next year. Until next year when it drops 
to the top 12, which I am which at that point beyond excited at for. that point really as long as you're in the top 20 you've yeah. got a shot still yeah yeah which will definitely make the rankings more in- interesting for sure and that's why that's part of why I want it more is because I want there to actually be you know excitement building up the game because I mean there is you know the excitement if you're the top four teams or top 10 really. I mean, oh no, we got fifth. Guess we're out of the game. Yeah. Guess we're I just mean, playing the number six t- team in the bowl always, game. That's always been the cool thing about March Madness and college basketball. That's that why March gives, Madness is so much fun. 64 teams a chance, and it's just it's one game. If you do better in that one game, you move on. It's yeah. win or go home. So, I mean, it, it brings stakes to it. And then things like the Tennessee game or even that Boston College game yeah. that happened this week. Imagine if this was you know, tournament play, which it's not. But imagine if it was tournament play. Tennessee loses, boom, they're done. Like, they would have, if they were in the, you know, top four teams, they would have never had that chance to play Florida. So, like, these teams never had that chance to prove themselves, which is why I'm excited even for that. And that's just why March Madness is the greatest spectacle in all sports. No, and it's definitely interesting now in comparison with, say, the last five years of college football, just because of the fact that five years ago, if you would have asked me if I wanted 12 teams for a college football playoff, no way, because it doesn't matter because it's going to be the same exact teams that make the top four or whatever, like, that end up getting there because college football had been somewhat predictable. Like, over time, it's been somewhat predictable. But it's like this year, specifically, with no team standing out, I mean... It's going to be interesting seeing that next year, how that Oh, absolutely. Out. It's going to – especially if next year is as good as this is. And I think it should be just because – The conference realignment there's, stuff. There's the conference realignment, and then there's the fact that there's so many good teams and no, like, the best team right now. Yeah. That high school recruits are going to all sorts of different schools. I mean, you saw two recruits drop from Michigan to go somewhere else because, like, well, they're going to offer me something. So mm-hmm. – and then also with the the transport portal being better, I mean it's just going to be really exciting in these next couple of years. No, but then um, go back to the the AP poll for a quick second, and then the teams that are does it show the extra voted teams? Putting Clemson up there. Yeah, so Clemson is ahead of Missouri too. So Missouri's technically like number twenty seven right now. And see, look exactly what happened. Missouri is ahead of Kansas State in the others receiving votes. So they're technically 27, and then Kansas State is 28. So I just I don't understand what, what their thought process is here. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that. Well, there's multiple things. For one thing, the game was the game was Kansas, at Kansas State. game yep. was at Kansas State and Kansas State. No, it was, was at Missouri. It was at, it was at Missouri. Missouri is in the field. Interesting. I could have sworn it was at Kansas State. It was almost the same exact scenario. And Florida Florida dominated Tennessee. Missouri didn't dominate Kansas State. I mean, they got the win. Right, so th- that one makes I sense. Just, I mean, they won off of a it, field goal. It just does not add up. But, I mean, anyway. Well, like like we've said, it'll it'll pan out in the next couple of weeks, and we'll get a better idea for all the top 25. So, And you know what will pan out? The rest of our season of Sports Rundown, because we'll keep being back here for the rest of the season. Be sure to stay tuned for the rest of the week. We'll have our uh, – college football pickums coming up and then also let's uh 
be sure to stick around because we may be pulling out some NFL episodes coming up. <laughs>